everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around Podcast. I'm your host, Paige, and I have just returned from Lake Tahoe. I played the ACC Celebrity Golf Tournament at Edgewood, and it was emotionally and physically draining, but also a lot of fun. (laughs) My family always jokes that, and this applies to everything in my life, from when I was younger to things in college to my life now with work, that there's always Paige drama. And We can't explain it, but everything that I do, something massive happens that stresses everyone out, mostly me, and this ACC event was no exception. So I was really nervous to play this tournament. The last time I played a competitive round of golf was actually at this tournament in 2017. So I stopped playing golf professionally in end of 2016. Uh, I played in Dubai and that was my very last tournament. And I was still kind of in that competitive mindset. So I was nervous when I played in 2017, but I was still in competition shape. Now? No. (laughs) Like I have like a five footer. I'm like, that's good. I really have had a complicated relationship with golf and more importantly, competing. Even when I was a gymnast, I would do really well in practice. And then I would do something really weird and out of character in competition. I just can never allow myself to compete and let go of the stress and the pressure that comes with competition. And you see a lot of people, what makes them great pro athletes is that they rise to the occasion. And I was very much the opposite of that. Anytime I had any type of pressure on me, I folded. 
And I've always had this natural athletic ability with gymnastics and especially with golf. And I knew I had the skills to be able to compete against the best, but I was a fucking mental case. Like I have seen so many sports psychologists, uh, therapy, like anything you can think of. I have tried it. I've read all of the books. I've done the most outrageous things that you can even think of to try to get myself to relax in competition and nothing ever worked. And because of that reason, I'd go out in practice and shoot like a 67 and then I'd play in competition and shoot like an 83 and so that's really where my love hate relationship with golf happened because I knew inside that I could hit these shots under pressure I was hitting shots that I've never even hit before so it would make competition highly stressful for me I'd get the yips especially off the tee off the tee I've always really struggled and I'd hit these big snap hooks where I block it right. And so I'd have so much anxiety standing up on the tee, not knowing where the tee shot was going to go, then not hitting greens, having to scramble. So from junior golf, college, and professionally, I would never have these like stress-free rounds of golf. I would always scramble. I would average like hitting seven greens around, two fairways, and it was so hard to grind constantly. And I just started to really despise golf and hate it. And so... When I was approached to play in the ACC this year, I was really excited because I've been playing really good golf. I've been shooting really great, awesome. And as soon as I knew I had to play this tournament, I got the yips again. And when I was in the Bahamas, I told the story where I threw my driver. It's because I had all of this like almost like PTSD of going back and competing again. And so I started to practice and I really wasn't enjoying it. I was also having a ton of neck issues, I think because I just started practicing again and my body was literally shutting down on me. So I wasn't sure if I was gonna play the ACC. So I was kind of resting up, wasn't really practicing, wasn't really playing, and I decided to go, to give it a shot to go and hopefully like my neck was going to be okay. And so, um, I got there and one thing that was really important to me is that since I don't practice or play anymore, and especially I don't do it under pressure, I wanted to play from tees that I felt comfortable at. And so I wanted to play the front tees. I didn't want to play the back tees with the men, which it's like 6,900, but even in elevation, that's, that's a big golf course for me. And it's not that I don't hit it far enough, I don't think, to compete, but... I don't play enough now where I can hit five irons into these greens and my short game's not sharp and I'm not in competition shape. And so we asked the tournament directors multiple times, can I play from the front tees? And every single time it was yes, yes, yes. Played the first practice round there from the red tees. Um, actually played, you know, pretty decent, no problems. Next day I show up and I tee off on the first tee from the red tees. And this rules official comes up to me and he's like, you know, we're evaluating the situation and we think you can't play here because you, know, you hit it too far. And I was really frustrated with that because I was practicing from the red tees. I had this idea that I was going to play from those tees. It was a yards that I felt very comfortable at and they wanted to move me back with the men and personally i just i don't think that's fair a lot of these guys that play in this event steph curry tony romo mark Mulder, i mean I, the list goes on and on and one they're really great players they play all the time um, i mean tony romo is trying to play professionally but they also hit it 100 yards farther than i hit it in elevation especially because they hit it a lot higher it affects their ball a little bit more than mine, so it even goes farther in elevation. 
And so they're hitting drivers 350, 340, you know, hitting irons off the tee as far as I hit my driver. And honestly, I just don't think that that is fair. And I felt like I was being punished for hitting it far for a female. It was this really weird dynamic, which I didn't understand and it didn't make sense to me. It's like this, the course plays a certain way and I would be playing the course the exact same way that they were playing it from the tees. Whenever they hit their drive, I'd be hitting my drive instead of being 150 yards behind them. And so I kept trying to tell the rules official this and everyone at the tournament. And they were like, well, how far do you hit a seven iron? I'm like, it's not how far I hit a seven iron. You should be asking how far does Mark Mulder hit a seven iron? It didn't make any sense to me. And so I was really upset and I ended up playing the entire practice round from the red tees because the rules official was literally following me trying to evaluate how far I hit it and how well I was playing. And it was such a weird experience. And so I kept fighting back. I stood my ground. It did not work. I did not get to play the red tees. Um, but it, the whole experience was just, just didn't feel fair. And I know life's not fair and everyone says that and it's supposed to be a fun tournament, but I wanted to go when I wanted to play somewhere that I felt comfortable. That was for my game. I feel like I had to be pushed back so far. And this is a course that then doesn't play the way it should be played. And I'm not practicing, you know, five irons or hybrids into these greens. And there were so many times where I was playing with these guys and again, they were out driving me by a like hundred plus yards. So that was the first thing that happened, which was really frustrating. And I'm such an advocate for people playing from the right tees. And I think that is so vital to enjoying a round of golf. A lot of people feel this pressure, I, I think, to go to the back tees and they want to experience the course from the tees. And if you're paying to play golf, yes, you have a right to play any tees that you want, but try moving up a tee box or two tee boxes or three tee boxes. I think that you'll actually play the course in a way that it should be played and it should make the round more enjoyable for you. It's not fun playing from the back tees and hitting driver and not being able to carry certain ravines or bunkers or you're you're hitting it into really tight areas and then you have long irons and woods into greens and it just makes the golf course so incredibly difficult. And if you move up to a tee box that is appropriate to you, I think you're going to have a much better experience. And so that is what I kept telling everyone at this tournament that there is such a discrepancy from the top, I would say 10 players to the middle pack to the bottom pack. You have guys, like I said, Mark Mulder, who are incredible, Marty Fish, Tony Romo, like they're really good players. And then you have kind of this middle pack of, you know, 10 handicaps or so, and then you have the bottom half. And I believe to make this tournament more competitive and to make it even better, it's already amazing, but to make it even better, why don't you just have the celebrities tee off from their respective tee boxes? And that way it would be more competitive because if you look at the past results, They've had like four different champions in the last like 20 years and you see people winning it over and over and over again. And yeah, like I love Tony Romo, but how cool would it be if like Justin Timberlake got a shot to win it? And not only that, there were only four women in the field of, I think there was 80 people, only four women. There was Dylan Dreyer, Catherine, Catherine Tappan, Annika Sorenstam, and me. And uh, the first two work for NBC. And then obviously Annika is like 
one of the greatest female golfers of all time. And so she always competes, but how cool would it be if she actually won? And maybe if you moved her up a tee box, then she would. And she got really close. I think she finished tied fourth this year, but I can't compete with Annika, <laughs> you know? And I shouldn't be playing the same tees as probably Annika. I mean, she's still in great competition shape. Um, she still has that desire to compete, to win, to practice, to play. And I just don't. And so who knows what's gonna happen with that, but it would be great to see more women, especially because when I was playing the tournament, I don't know how many times I heard like, let's go page girl power. And I had so many little girls wanting pictures and I talked to them for hours on, you know, how much they love golf. It was just really a great experience for them. And I'm sure I pissed a lot of rules officials off and a lot of people who were in the tournament by pushing back on the tees, but it was something that I was truly passionate about. And I saw the vision. I don't know if they saw the vision, but hopefully there could potentially be some changes within this tournament to make it more competitive for everyone, more women in the field. And I think it could be something that's really, really awesome. Or I don't get invited back again. <laughs> we'll find out. But that was just the first thing that happened. And the next thing. So that was like the first couple days. And then we get into competition. Uh, first round, I played with Nick Jonas and Miles Teller, which was awesome. Um, mega superstars, also very down to earth, great people. Really enjoyed my round. It was fun to see so many girls following, you know, like Nick Jonas, cause he is a heartthrob, same with Miles Teller. And to see these girls, maybe they weren't even interested in golf at first. And now they're, they came because they wanted to see these two guys play. And then maybe they're like, wow, golf is cool. And so events like these are very important to like the growth and the progression of golf. I think the ACC tournament does a really great job of inviting awesome people there. And I was honored to be invited. Um, I played okay the first round. Um, I did fine. It's a stable for scoring, so it's all about points. And I think I got like 13 points the first day, um, 11 the second day, and the final round. That's where it gets interesting. So while I was warming up, someone asked me to sign the swag head cover that we did for Augusta, which was cool. So I saw that guy first, and there was some guy standing right next to him. And he comes up, you know, asked me for a picture. It was fine at first. And then he goes into how I scammed him out of $10,000 and he started threatening me. And it was a really, really scary situation. And as it turns out, this man was uh, scammed by a fake profile that someone created and had a fake number. He was unhinged. It was a very scary situation. And luckily I had my team there. So I called my agent over and he was trying to handle it. Um, but I've been dealing with these security issues for a while and they have been increasingly worse in the last couple of months where uh, these men are getting scammed by fake profiles, fake numbers, meeting on Google Hangouts, whatever you can think of, it's happening. And then they come and find me or reach out to me and they're very hostile very angry because they have been scammed out of lots of money or they think that we were in a relationship and then I have ghosted them. And the scariest part is the fact that all of these profiles are anonymous and it's hard to find out who these people are. Or when I go to an event or an appearance where there are a lot of people, I can't put a face to a profile or a face to a name. 
And so I don't know who's out there who thinks that we're in a relationship where I've scammed out of money. And especially with, you know, everything that has been happening in the world, I've been very, very anxious and nervous and uh, scared. And it's gone to the point now where I'll go to events and I don't post my location. I don't post where I am. And I think a lot of people who follow me on Instagram have has seen that where I'll go days at a time where I'm at somewhere, I'm doing something, but I'm not posting. And it's because I'm so scared that someone's gonna come up like what happened at ACC. And so the security talked to this man and they're like, you, okay, we're gonna give you a warning and you just can't go up or talk to her or whatever. Well, he shows up again on hole two and my my agent had to handle the situation. And again, that's, that's also kind of scary in itself when you look at the cybersecurity laws and issues around stalking, a lot of times the victims are not protected. And I don't think that he even should have had a warning. I think he should have just been removed from the property because I was... I was very, very upset because it is so incredibly scary when someone that you don't know thinks that they've had this relationship with you. And most of the time for someone to believe that um, they aren't quite stable and you don't know what they're going to do and you don't want to escalate the situation by saying something that will upset them. And if they're already a, a bit on edge, like you just don't know what's going to happen. And I've just been feeling very scared. I don't really leave my place much. I don't go out. Like I'm just starting to feel like I'm living in this bubble. And this is something I've never truly experienced before. And I don't have like the resources or the money to always protect myself with security. And it just takes time to handle things, especially when it's done um, through the internet and through social media and finding people and finding who these profiles link up to and getting that information it just takes so much time and so a lot of the stuff i've been dealing with behind closed doors and i've been trying to just to handle it the best that i possibly can but it's highly overwhelming and it's very very scary and i don't know how many more times i have to talk about if it doesn't have a blue check mark then it's not me i keep saying these things and going over it over and over and over again but i'm getting so many messages from men who still think that i'm talking to them or that we have this relationship and there's not much i can do about it and so it, it's just it's been a lot like it's honestly have, has been a lot. And so to have to deal with that situation um, at what is supposed to be a very fun tournament, I had my head on a swivel because I don't know who's out there, who's following me, who's stalking me, whatever it may be. And I know a lot of people go, well, that's just, that comes with the territory with your job. No, it shouldn't. And so when I talk about what I have to deal with with being online, I'm not talking about mean comments. When I talk about cyberbullying and cybersecurity and cyber protection, I'm talking about blackmail, stalking incidents, threatening, harassing, um, anything you can think of, like invasion of privacy. That's what I'm talking about. And these are very scary and real situations that are happening and something needs to change and we need to start taking it very seriously because it is scary and it's not okay and i just don't know what else i can do at this point i say it at least a couple times a month that these are my only profiles i'm not talking to you i do not have a whatsapp or a google hangouts account or i'm not texting you on a random number like i'm not doing these things i don't have a fucking burner phone and i keep trying everything i can to like fix the situation 
But now my safety is a problem because of these things that are happening. And it's hard to go to appearances or events or anywhere and enjoy myself because I'm so scared of what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know, I mean, rant over, but that happened. And so I definitely didn't, it didn't play well. And I was very anxious and nervous um, kind of for the rest of the event. And I, you know, I got to thank them for, you know, having security with me and, you know, taking it seriously, but still it, it's, it's, it's scary and something that I'm not used to. And as I get more successful in my career, more of these things keep happening and I will talk to people about it. I'm like, yeah, well, this is something you have to deal with. And to me, that is just so incredibly sad. Like this should, this shouldn't be something that people have to deal with. I don't care if you're a fucking accountant or you do social media, like no one should have to be so scared and looking over their shoulder constantly or not knowing who's stalking them, who's watching them, uh, whatever it may be. And it's just hard. Like it's been like really, really, really hard. Um, and I think that's, I, I enjoy my job so much, but there are times where I don't enjoy it. And I, I do feel like I'm in this constant state of anxiety because of this reason. And I now have to travel with someone all the time. I always have someone with me. Um, I can never be alone. Like I said, I'm scared to leave my place. Um, basically live with my parents. I, I just, I just can't be alone anymore, um, which is really, really sad that that has been, you know, taken away from me because I feel that I have opened myself up to my, my friends, followers, um, and I try to be as open and vulnerable as possible and for that to almost be taken advantage of in a way where these fake accounts are manipulating my, my followers to their benefit and it's costing me um my safety that just to me is really fucked up so that was that was like that plus the tease um was the page drama <laughs> that we were talking about and not only that uh it gets even worse my lips got so severely sunburned that they swelled like five times the size I looked like I got like really bad lip injections and then they were like blistering <laughs> and I have an appearance with Club Champion because they're opening a flagship store in New York City, which is really cool. So go get fit at Club Champion because having clubs that fit you really does make a difference with your game. I'm like gonna be there talking to people with like crusty ass lips. Like I don't, I don't even know at this point, but there's always something. I just feel bad for my team who has to help me through all of this stuff. Ugh, it's just been, it's been a lot. Ugh. Oh God, this, this is not a playing around episode. This is a therapy session. Welcome to my therapy show. Jesus. Ugh. Okay, well, as we move on from all of that, with the Open coming up at the old course at St. Andrews, I think it's going to be an incredible tournament Honestly, though, it's weird. I've been thinking about my picks and there's not really anyone that really jumps out at me. Of course, Xander Schauffele has been playing really well. He's won three events in a row. Granted, one of them was a pro-am, but still it mattered. He won. Can he win four in a row? He seems to play really well on link style courses. His game sets up well for it. But winning four in a row is just, I mean, 
it's difficult to do for you know the very very best in the world um scotty Scheffler, you can't bet against him zalatoris I know he plays well in the majors and I am a new Zalatoris fan, but you need a lot of experience at this golf course. And I think that might be a bit of an issue for him that he just doesn't have the experience that some of the other players do. Always have to look out for all the European players when it comes to a link style golf course. They grew up playing on these courses. It's like in tennis when you're on a clay court, grass court, players who grew up on that surface will play better because they're so used to it same with link style golf courses it's it's a talent to be able to play a link style course you need to have all of the shots so look at players one who play well in bad weather and especially wind but look at players who are really creative and have amazing short games because it's just you can't just bomb it and then hit another shot there are certain shots that you have to play lots of bump and runs you have to shape it into these holes um usually the greens aren't as fast because they can't make them as fast because of how undulating they are and with the weather conditions also tea times are really important too so tiger got an afternoon morning tea time, which is gonna be really interesting how his body holds up, um, the, what the weather is going to look like, because you could get a shitty end of the draw of your tea times where you, it's really raining in the morning and then afternoon's perfect, and then it's really raining in the afternoon. So you could get two really rainy days where the guys who have opposite tea times of you have perfect weather. And so having a great tea time when you're playing the open is so, so important, so important. Not saying that you can't win if you have a bad tea time, but it does help um, a lot if you do have a good tea time. Uh, Rory is someone you always have to look after. John Rahm, who was someone I was thinking was going to play well, but he did not play that great at the Scottish Open and just doesn't seem to be striking the ball um, as well as he has in previous years. Like Tommy Fleetwood, I think he will do well. Everyone's on JT this week, and especially since he's been playing so many practice rounds with Tiger, and Tiger has so much course knowledge and loves this course, plays well here, that people are looking at JT, and I don't know about that one. I also said that for the uh, PGA, and look what happened. I was like, tell me to bet against JT, and no one did, and I didn't, and then he ended up winning, so there's that. <laughs> um there's just so much history when it comes to St. Andrews and it, we all know the road hole. We These holes are just so iconic in so many ways that there's just something that is so comforting about watching one, the open, but at a course that we all know. And I'm really excited for this week. I would take Tiger to make the cut. I think if he has a shot to win, this is a course that he could definitely do it on. Um, it's a little bit more flat than the the PGA or the Masters. I think that obviously took a toll on his body too, so that will help. He has a lot of course history here. Um, this would be the time to do it, and if he doesn't do it in here, then I think he'll probably be at another Open or at Augusta. If he's really going to win another major, that's where it's going to happen. But um, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. I'm really excited. Um, uh, you can probably tell that I am tired. I After the ACC, I took a red eye back to New York because I had to be here for the club champion appearance and then go off to Miami and then London, Saint-Tropez, back to Colorado, then Detroit. So it's a, a full rest of the month and a half of 
uh, travel and working and um, hopefully lots of really great podcast content for you guys because got a ton out of that one for the ACC. <laughs> That's all for today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed and uh, didn't get a little too frustrated with the venting. Um, but I really haven't talked about you know the fake accounts and you know all of that has that has been happening. Um, and I, I it was really important to talk about. So thank you for letting me be able to share my experiences and hopefully um, this will help prevent people from being scammed um, and believing that I'm in relationships with them. <laughs> Don't forget to send me any messages, um, comments, questions, whatever me for future TNA. I know we haven't done that for a couple episodes. We'll get back into that. Um, you can do that at the uh, PARIHeartRadio.com email address, or you can message me on the Playing Around Instagram account. So again, thank you guys so much, and you can find me here next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.